Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Oh, by the way, uh, today is the day that I guess the CDC is going to announce all sorts of uh, mask mandate dropping. Um, droppings, which is kind of like pigeon droppings, I guess, leaving it all over the country. Uh, Hawaii will be the last uh, state to, I guess, not drop mask mandates for everybody. But uh, the CDC is expected to drop many mask mandates. However, I am told by city officials that while masks are not mandatory, they are recommended if you are uh, uh, knocking over a convenience store or a liquor store. They're still recommending that you, again, not mandatory, but if you don't want to get caught... This is according to uh, the county prosecutor because, you know, uh, you know, that's just the way uh, Democrats are. So they're saying that uh, masks are optional for convenience store and liquor store holdups, but they are not mandatory, but they are recommended. So uh, just so you know, that's, that's the latest news with regard to uh, mask mandates and, uh, and mask madness. So a lot of stuff to get to on the show today. Obviously, a great deal of stuff with regard to uh, what's going on in Ukraine. And just honestly, there's a point where you kind of got to go. With the people in charge being in charge, would we be better off just having you and me being in charge? Because, uh, honestly, if you look at some of the decisions that are being made by our federal government, by our state government, etc., you got to kind of wonder, why are these people in office? I mean, yeah, I know many of them were put there. Uh, some of them were put there by Democrats voting multiple times and a lot of dead people voting. But, but <laughs> you just kind of got to go. You know, look at uh, Kamala Harris. I, I really do believe, and, and you know, maybe I don't want to, to sound arrogant. I, I think I'm fairly well-spoken. But, uh, I mean, compared to what she said in Europe a couple days ago versus what I could say in Europe a couple days ago, <laughs> I, think, I think I could do better. I think, I think a high school English teacher could do better, certainly better than Joe Biden. But you got to kind of wonder, uh, why are these people in charge? <laughs> why are these people in charge? we got John Kerry, who uh, one thing he's really, really good at is getting reelected and marrying really, really rich women. I wish I would have known what, what he did about 22 years. No, no, I'm just I'm very happily married. But, but he is very good about finding billionaire heiresses. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, normally we look to like gold diggers uh, for that kind of thing, you know, uh, but he is the male gold digger, and he has just got it down, and I admire him for that. He is a multi-multi-multi-millionaire by marriage and uh, not terribly smart man. And um, he even says that we need to, instead of being worried about bodies piling up in Ukraine and people dying and all of that, he's very concerned about climate change. <laughs> He just, I, of all the, I mean, he says it with a straight face. Well, he has to say it with a straight face because he's so much Botox that he can't move. And his face, if you haven't noticed, is very vertical. It's like one of those masks when you were a kid and you put it on. It was like, oh, you know that? Uh, <laughs> but, but he said it with a straight face. All the things we have to worry about in the world. I didn't hear him comment about Putin mentioned a kind of veiled threat about using nuclear weapons. And you know that uh, John Kerry would say 
Well, that's going to mean global warming. <laughs> you know, to about, I don't know, a million degrees actually would be the global warming. That's pretty dramatic, and I have a pretty, uh, I have a pretty good idea that that would certainly, certainly, certainly um, impact the, uh, the polar ice caps. Um, I think it would. But, you know, as we kind of digest what's going on there and we see the video footage of all the things that are going on there, I think there is one thing that put it into perspective, the human aspect of what is happening in Ukraine with Russia's invasion. And that came yesterday. Uh, and you might want to just, just get the Kleenexes out. This is going to put it in perspective to you. This is Joy Behar on The View talking about the impact of an invasion uh, of Ukraine by Russia. Listen, folks. Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded. Yeah. And that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis Unreal. in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people yeah. that, that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking yeah. to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of, of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, who's going to, what's going to happen there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's serious. I'm trying to enjoy the view of the beach, and these mass grave dirt piles are right in the way of it. I, honestly, uh, can you just do something about the mass grave dirt piles? Scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. Ah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for food. Um, I'm trying to enjoy an espresso here in my favorite coffee bar, and you're lining up political prisoners to be shot in the head with blindfolds on. Uh, can I enjoy my vacation here, kids? For years, I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic, and now this. You know, it's yeah. it's like who's gonna what's gonna happen there? You yeah. know, I just got rid of wearing a mask over in the United States, and the ashes from the crematoria are falling all over around me, and I have to put that stupid mask back on. Oh my gosh, I just can't believe it. I'd say that would have to be the tone-deaf soundbite of the week. Would you say that that is the tone-deaf soundbite of the week? I'd say that's pretty darn tone-deaf, that Joy Behar. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Did you even know? Uh, if you look at Kamala Harris, she uh, had said to Lester Holt that uh, he, she'd been asked months ago whether she'd been to the southern border, and she says, well, I haven't been to Europe this is her first time to Europe, I guess, and uh, so we should certainly congratulate her that she waited until 57 years of age to go to Europe. And, uh, and I'm sure she's on the hotline with Joy Behar and her uh, vacation plans. Uh, you know, that whole uh, Ukraine uh, sightseeing tours are going to go south because of this. Uh, this is uh, before we dive into this a little bit more, because there's much, much, much to get to, including the fact that Joe Biden is sanctioning Russia, but not Vladimir Putin or Russian oil which is one of the reasons why this is happening because Europe is dependent on Russian oil and now we are too, which is kind of stupid. But uh, there are no sanctions with regard to that because apparently the Biden administration doesn't want Europeans to suffer. But you see, we used to be a net oil exporter and we could have taken care of that. But, you know. Orange man bad. So recent Fox News National Poll of Registered Voters found that 58% uh, believe that the nation is worse off now than a year prior. Now, this is not just off the rails. Uh, and we've heard these things where we're off the rails, we're off course, and about 70% of America, Americans think that we're off course. 58% say that the nation is worse off uh, than a year prior. 56% disapprove of President Biden's job performance. This is bad. I used to say that uh, Joe Biden's uh, job performance was right above eczema as far as popularity. Um, that has changed to psoriasis, I think, or uh, a clogged toilet. 
I think a clogged toilet is slightly more popular than Joe Biden at this point. Uh, 35% felt the nation is better off than a year back, while only 43% approve of uh, Joe Biden's job performance. 41% strongly disapprove of Biden's job performance. 15 somewhat disapprove. 25% uh, somewhat approve and 18. This gets really confusing, doesn't it? You almost need a pie chart or something. 18% approve. Now let's just make this very simple. Underwater on specific issues, okay? 61% disapproving economy, 62% disapproving on immigration, unless you're um, a coyote or um, a drug lord from Mexico. Very high approval numbers there. 59% disapproving on crime, 58% disapproving on foreign policy, 51% disapproving on COVID-19, okay? But not only has Biden earned poor grades on his job performance across the board, 53%, 53%, this is the big, the money shot here, folks, 53% said he lacks the mental fitness to effectively execute his role as president. 53% think President Doofy does not have uh, the mental wherewithal to be the president. Well, I was born and raised in Scranton, PA, lifeguard by the pools where I spent my days, till a dude named Corn Pop, who wasn't that cool. Started making trouble at the swimming pool. Oh. So I took a chain, wrapped it around my legs. They're hairier than my other legs. Not, not my, my, black kids would touch them. Come on, man. Kyle Dunnigan. Then I got on a train and moved to D.C. Jirak Jabrama gave a job to me. I shuffled around and sucked fingertips. Made a big speech, kissed the boy on the lips. What are you looking at? <laughs> I wrote the damn bill. <laughs> I hold the ladies tight and yeah. stiff all their hair. Oh, yeah. First person American to fall up the stairs. Ran for president. <laughs> I was a winner. Winner was me. Now I sit at my desk as a president. <laughs> not president. You know the thing. Come on. Get your face out of your ears. All right. Now that we have uh, set the table, come and join me, please, will you? Uh, here's the number, 800-922-6680. That's the uh, number to re reserve your spot today at the Carson, what do we call it, the uh, the smorgasbord of uh, world events. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. <laughs> Something's gone viral today. CNN yesterday. You know, a lot of uh, uh, networks have done this uh, this new uh, style of broadcast where, and the football games are a prime example of it, where you have to get your sponsorship message in there, uh, but you don't want to break away from footage because the footage is very important. So what they do is they uh, break away from the footage or the sound of the footage while putting up uh, a commercial. All right. So, you know, it could be like, uh, okay, we're going to go to a timeout here in just a second. We'll be right back. And they'll, they'll show the field uh, and what's going on in the field and everything. And then the commercial playing full screen or part screen and audio going in the background. Well, CNN yesterday went to uh, a commercial, I guess, right in the middle of um, the bombing of Kiev or, well, it's Kiev, but now it's Kiev. Uh, here it is yesterday on CNN. Inside and in the capital of Kiev, as air raid sirens are ringing out this morning, much more reaction and insight from CNN's chief international anchor, Christiana Amanpour. All right, here What's we go. Up next. Now you make the small screen here. This is the bombing. They're going to keep that up there. Air raid sirens. And this. And a little bit of chicken fry. And a little bit of bombs dropping. And a little bit of Russian invaders. 
and a little bit of... Get five bonus wings for $1 with any handcrafted burger, only at Applebee's. There you go. That was was literally on yesterday. Okay, we've got a lot of audio from our... From President Doofy, I mean President Biden, with regard to uh, sanctions, 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 all sorts of sanctions going on. Um, Here is Joe Biden, by the way. This is Joe Biden in 2019 talking about what life would be like in America with uh, Donald Trump in charge, what the Ukraine would be like with Donald Trump in charge. It's going to take a hell of a lot of work to make up for all the damage he's done internationally and nationally. His network of you know, you know that, that peace and everything, all that peace, that was, uh, man, it's going to take a long time to get over that. And co-conspirators are going to continue to try to undermine our democracy in the media. Co- what? Hold on a sec. What is that? Co-conspirators are going to continue to try to undermine our democracy in the meantime. Imagine what he can do in another year. Imagine what can happen in Ukraine. I have a feeling that the uh, people of Ukraine are imagining that, too, and wishing that it would have happened. Here is uh, Joe Biden talking about sanctions again. Uh, Joe Biden is not sanctioning uh, Putin himself or energy production. Um, uh, Cecilia Vega, Vagrant, not sure. Sir, sanctions clearly have not been enough to deter Vladimir Putin to this point. What is going to stop him how and when does this end and do you see him trying to go beyond ukraine and a second question i'll just give to you now this statement that he gave last night will that the wet the threat that he gave the west will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history is he threatening a nuclear strike i have no idea what he's threatening i know what he has done number one and number two no one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. They were originally called preventative sanctions. They were called preventative sanctions. And generally, that means that they are going to prevent something that hasn't happened. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. It has to show, this is going to take time. And we have to show resolve. So he knows what's coming. And so the people, does he really know what's coming? I, I doubt he does. People of Russia know what he's brought on them. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about. This is going to take time. It's not going to occur. He's going to say, oh, my God, these sanctions are coming. I'm going to stand down. He's going to test the resolve of the West to see if we stay together. And we will. We will. And it will impose significant costs on Okay. Now, you know, if you, if you don't make preventative sanctions if you don't do sanctions that are preventative before something happens it's kind of like i don't know having sex and then saying honey hold on after you get done i'm gonna put the condom on now it's kind of like that i know it's a little graphic but it's kind of like that now meanwhile these are the last couple of days these are all sorts of Biden officials saying the exact opposite the purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter russia from going to war the president believes that i know i heard that before from this that's greg kelly administration take a look at this from newsmax The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. (laughs) The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. They're Uh, meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. As well as our efforts to uh, both try to deter Russia uh, through sanctions. If you pull the trigger on that deterrent, well, then it doesn't exist anymore as a deterrent. (laughs) 
You know, like I said at the beginning of the show, why are these people in charge? Why Why are these? I mean, I'm just a guy, okay? Uh, you know, I do a talk radio show for a living. Uh, I am guided by life experience as uh, a human being and, and uh, you know, as an entertainer and some degree of common sense, I would suppose, that accumulated knowledge and all that stuff. But I know that uh, deterrent sanctions are something you use to deter someone from not doing something. I just, I don't. Here's a little bit more of uh, Joe Biden on the uh, sanctions, the sanctions. If sanctions cannot stop President Putin, what penalty can? I didn't say sanctions couldn't stop him. You've been talking about the threat of these sanctions for several weeks now. Yes, but the threat of the sanctions and imposing the sanctions. Listen to this. I'm the only person who got this. Seeing the effect of the sanctions are two different things. Okay, hold on. Let's hear that one more time. Listen, listen, listen. We've been talking on, about listen. the threat of these sanctions for several weeks now. Yes, but the one, threat of the sanctions and imposing two, the sanctions and seeing the effect three. of the sanctions are two different things. No, that's three different things. <laughs> he, he just said three different things. It's kind of like that. Uh, it's a three-letter word. J-O-B-S, jobs. Here it is. You've been talking about the threat of these sanctions for several weeks now. Yes, but the threat of the sanctions and imposing the sanctions and seeing the effect of the sanctions are two different things. No, they're actually three different things. <laughs> They're two different things. And we're now going to, he's going to begin to see the effect of the sanctions. A little bit more on uh, Joe Biden with the, uh, the sanction thing. You said in recent weeks that big nations cannot bluff when it comes to something like this. You recently said that the idea of personally sanctioning President Putin was on the table. Is that a step that you're prepared to take? And if not, it's not a bluff, it's on the table. Sanctioning President Putin? Yes. Why not sanction him today, sir? Mr. President, why not sanction? No answer. <laughs> no answer. It's Mr. on the President, table. It's on the table. It's whether I decide to serve it to him or not is what it is. Uh, here's a little bit more. Oh, this is the swift sanctions. Uh, we have, we're going to do swift sanctions, but they're going to take a month to figure out if they work. Some severe and swift new sanctions today and said the impact it will have over time. But given the full scale invasion, given that you're not pursuing uh, disconnecting Russia from what's called SWIFT, the international banking system, or other sanctions at your disposal, respectfully. They're on the table. They're on the table right there. They're right next to the mashed potatoes and the green beans. Sir, what more are you waiting for? Specifically, with the sanctions we've imposed exceed SWIFT. The sanctions we opposed exceed anything that's ever been done. Okay, they are swift, and they are swifter than the swiftest that have ever been done. They are profound sanctions. And they're very swift, but... Let's have a conversation in another month or so. To... <laughs> the sanctions are swift, but let's wait a month. They're swift, but let's wait a month. Two-thirds of the world joining us. They are profound sanctions. Let's have a conversation in another month or so to see if they're working. <laughs> when, when there's nothing left of Kiev, uh, Kiev as they're calling it now. Um, here is the president being asked about uh, underestimating Putin, uh, whether he underestimated Putin or not. The question is, did you underestimate Putin? And would you still He's already shaking his head. describe him the way that you did in the summer as a worthy adversary? At the time... He was, I made it clear, as an adversary, and I said he was worthy. I didn't underestimate him. That was kind of, um, I guess, maybe praising him, which is what Donald Trump took heat uh, for earlier this week. And I've read most of everything he's written. Did you read? The, I, I, I don't remember any of it. I'm not a wise guy. The, you, you heard the speech he made, almost an hour's worth of speech, is why he was going into Ukraine. He has much larger ambitions in Ukraine. He wants to, in fact, reestablish the former Soviet Union. That's what this is about. 
And I think uh, just a little while ago, he said he didn't know um, his intentions, and now he's saying he knows. I think that his uh, his ambitions uh, are are completely contrary to the place where the rest of the world has arrived. You're confident that these devastating sanctions are going to be as devastating as Russian missiles and bullets and tanks? Yes, in a month. Yes, Russian bullets, missiles, and tanks in Ukraine. Yes, I am. (laughs) I'm just going to let this one stand. Let's hear it again. As devastating as Russian missiles and bullets and tanks. Yes, Russian bullets, missiles, and tanks in Ukraine. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So, wow. Just wow. Let's go to Brian in the Perry Hall, Maryland. He has some comments he'd like to say about uh, Joe Biden. Hello there, Brian. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on the air. Uh, I yes, just sir. want to bring up two points. Yeah. Um, I think I need to correct you a little bit. Uh-oh. And I don't mean to, but okay. I don't think Joe Biden is really our president. Seeing to the terms in the very beginning... Of his presidential election all the way till now, I don't think anybody could really show me where he's been our president, even upon asking questions. And one last comment I have to make, China and Russia are holding whatever information they have off off the laptop. Mm -hmm. They are holding our whole administration hostage over this. And they do not want the American people to know, or the world for that. Well, let me Thank say, you. Brian, Brian, uh, you really haven't corrected me because I believe with uh, everything you said, and, and I've said it before, I just didn't say it today. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I absolutely don't believe Joe Biden is in charge. I mean, uh, who could? Now, let me ask you this, Brian. If Joe Biden were your great uncle or your father, and I'm, I'm being very serious about this, would you sure. give him the keys to the car to drive you somewhere? No. No, okay. no sir. No, right. you answer. You answered that yourself. <laughs> hey, thank you. As, as far as uh, and as far as uh, Hunter's laptop, the FBI is doing a fine job of covering that up. But yeah, there's a lot of there's no doubt we have a compromised president. Dear God in heaven, there's no doubt we have a compromised president. There's no doubt that Hillary Clinton was compromised by Russia. Dear Lord, uh, let's go to Kristen in Kent Island, lovely, lovely Maryland. Hello there, uh, Kristen. Welcome to the show. What's up? Hi, thank you, Rob, for having me on. You're welcome. Um, I agree with the last caller, and I agree with what you said about um, uh, Joe and and the powers that be right now being compromised. Um, but I don't. I think that the notion that Joe is is running everything is obviously you know ridiculous. We all know that that's not it. He's he's a puppet, and he's being pulled. But he knows. They know, not him, but whoever's pulling the strings. They know what they're doing. They're doing it on purpose. They're trying to destroy our economy. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what um, they've been systematically doing, I think this whole war between Putin and Ukraine has been by design. Mm-hmm. I think they have an um, agreement with Putin that they'll let him take Ukraine and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, to be able to get rid of some of the evidence against all of the people who've been getting money from Ukraine or filtering mm-hmm. it through Ukraine. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think you're onto something. <laughs> I, yeah. I really do. Did you see all the uh, all the documents being burned in Kiev yesterday? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point, Kristen. That's a great point. Let me let me let me uh, chop on that. But yeah, why not? Why not? 
Hey guys, Rob Carson for Gold Co. I got a warning for you, in case you haven't figured it out already. Inflation and tax hikes are Biden's only way out of a nearly $30 trillion debt. Yeah. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, your money is at risk. They're looking at it. The federal government is looking at your 401k, your retirement, licking their chops. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com, get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. My friends at Gold Co. will give you up to $10,000 or more in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and tax hikes. So what are you waiting for? Do this today if you get some time, okay? Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. That's retirewithnewsmax.com. Ron DeSantis spoke at CPAC yesterday. Uh, he's a powerful orator. And, and more importantly, he is a no-nonsense leader. We are confronted with nonsense every day, and we have to say no to it. It's amazing what happens when you just say, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Here is uh, Ron DeSantis talking about uh, dumping illegals in his state. Since I became governor, we've banned sanctuary cities in the state of Florida. He's a white nationalist, supremacist, uh, homophobe, something. And we are in the process of getting money from the legislature so that if Biden is dumping illegal aliens into Florida from the southern border, I'm rerouting them to Delaware. (laughs) I like that. And, you know, honestly, Washington, D.C. never suffers their policies. They never live without. They never have to deal with the nonsense. You know, the other day we heard the uh, San Francisco officials say, move a homeless person into your home. Nancy Pelosi would never do that. Here's Ron DeSantis on uh, Florida, the Citadel of Freedom. And it's not just people coming from blue states. There are people that look to Florida as the citadel of freedom who are chafing under authoritarian rule all across the world. I recently got a letter from Samuel from Australia, and he said, quote, there isn't much hope right now here, and many of us are fearful of what our leaders have in store for us. I look to you and your great state of Florida for hope during this dark time. Thank you for standing up for us. And we have done that. Canadians are writing in, Australia, Europe, you name it. Uh, And I think they understand what the stakes are, and they look to us of what protecting freedoms a lot. Remember when you just moved to Florida because you're retiring and you just wanted to be able to drive a golf cart around your uh, mobile home park? Uh, you know, that's kind of what I always wanted to do, and uh, my, my uh, in-laws did that, actually. Now it's just the, it's, you want to go there because it's freedom. <laughs> you know, you, you want to go there because it's freedom, and the Democrats hate it, and uh, particularly Joe Biden really hates Florida. People are coming to Florida because they want freedom. Even our critics are doing it, but I can tell you there's one fella that just hates Florida, and his name is Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. He's always criticizing us, always trying to take pot shots at Florida. He does things like take our medication. He stiffs storm victims of of relief. Literally took away uh, the uh, monoclonal antibodies from Florida to distribute them to uh, 
Democrat states. Because he doesn't like the governor. He doesn't like Florida and he doesn't like me because we stand up to him. That's why he doesn't like us. Yeah, but you know what? The Democrats do love Florida. They like to uh, create all sorts of rules and misery in their home states and then come to Florida for vacation or to move there. From you, 2021, Florida set an all-time record for domestic tourism coming into our state. Yes. And those record numbers include a number of lockdown politicians who lock down their own people, oh, yeah. restrict their own people, mandate governors, mayors, big TV hosts. They criticize Florida, <laughs> and the first chance they get, what do they do? They escape to freedom in the state of Florida. That's true, because uh, Democrats are like the uh, aliens from Independence Day. What they do is they suck all the life and the awesomeness out of different states. They raise taxes to the point they make everybody else miserable. They impose all sorts of draconian restrictions with regard to COVID and whatnot. And then they casually move to a state that doesn't have an income tax like Florida or like Texas states that embrace freedom and whatnot, and they bring their failed policies with them and try to turn the states purple. Uh, but that's what they do. They are the aliens from Independence Day devouring all of the lifeblood of a state and then moving on to another to destroy that. And hopefully uh, that sort of nonsense won't happen under, uh, at least certainly not under the governorship of Ron DeSantis. But it is making a lot more, uh, Florida a lot more desirous, uh, you know. And, and I wouldn't mind eventually having a place in Florida because really, um, and this isn't really about aging. I'm in my mid-50s. I started hating cold weather years ago. <laughs> you know, years ago. I'm ready. I'm ready for the beach, baby. I am ready for the beach. Doing my show on the beach would be uh, absolutely fantastic. We do have on the hotline, uh, the Newsmax hotline, a special guest, Colonel John Mills, retired Army colonel, uh, national security professional, years in uh, service, uh, studying the Cold War, the peace dividend, the war on terror, the world in chaos, and uh, great power competition in the world. He is a former director of cybersecurity policy strategy and international affairs at the Department of Defense and a senior fellow at the Center for Security Policy. He joins us now on the Newsmax hotline. Sir, welcome to the show today hey rob uh it's an honor to be with you thank you so much glad to have you here i was uh reading an article this morning about uh, tony blinken he says essentially this morning he told Nora o'donnell that uh putin does want to put together the former soviet union and then this morning we see on places like politico that uh, uh putin has been playing biden all along which any person with any common sense would uh, would agree with this all the while uh, joe biden saying that uh, Vladimir Putin be quivering in his boots if he ever became president. Sir, um, what do you suppose that Vladimir Putin's end game is? And uh, do you agree that he's playing Joe Biden? Oh, yeah, he's absolutely playing Joe Biden. I mean, the threat is clearly China is still number one. Don't take your eyes off of China. Putin is a sideshow. He's one, I mean, he's one, one trillion GDP, China, we don't know, 15 to 20 trillion GDP. Uh, but yeah, Putin's been playing him. But, you know, he's dealing with somebody who's been a career legislator, legislator, extreme difference. Uh, you know, other than uh, horse trading in the, the U.S. Capitol, uh, the, the incumbent of the White House has zero. So to be played and out negotiated, you have to have some experience. Uh, the current uh, 
occupant does not have any experience. And so Putin is running circles around him. He doesn't know which way is up. I'm, I'm, I always try to be fair and call balls and strikes no matter who it is. Yeah. You know, Blinken, I've actually been somewhat, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've given him some positives. But just the, the, the stunning statement yesterday that we're angry with Russia, but we don't want to be too angry because that drives up the, the price of the oil we buy from them. It's like, are you kidding me? Was does he serious about that? This is not how you play in the, the real world, and we're de- we're dealing with a thug. And uh, my suggestion is unleash American energy. This is yes. not rocket science. Yes. Well, that does make the most sense. And and I like to say of the Biden administration um, that if they were crime scene investigators, they literally step over the body of a murder scene and then ask what what happened. Uh, That's kind of like what they've done. They created this uh, this energy crisis for the United States. They created this dependence on OPEC once again and on Russia stepping over the body uh, and then looking for a solution to a problem that they already caused. Uh, That is the same way with our southern border. Uh, put, uh, you know, stepping over the body to go to the Northern Triangle to look for the solution. It's stupid. Do you think this is this is cluelessness or is it a product of the class of 1968 who really in their heart hates America at the core of it? And perhaps those people are pulling the strings uh, with regard to Joe Biden. Well, I mean, and I, I spent eight years uh, uh, in, in government dealing uh, as a senior uh, senior uh, DOD civilian uh, working with the Obama team, got to know them very well. This is the this is the victory of ideology over common sense. They feel they can just yes. will the world to recover itself just by their sheer utter brilliance. Uh, they love to talk in the talk of of. of Ivy League policy papers that are very abstract. So they'll say very abstract things, and then we say, okay, let's bring it to the next. And I've been, believe me, I've been in these meetings over and over again. I've, I've led a n- number of international bilateral, uh, multilateral partner uh, uh, with, with, with international partners. Uh, these international partners are frankly sick of this abstract lecturing. It's what does it mean? And and the Obama folks and now the Biden folks, they don't know what it means. They always talk in the abstract, not the actionable. Well, and I've said this about the class of 1968. They sit around in the fa- uh, the faculty lounge and they mentally masturbate and they say uh, things like, you know, communism and socialism really are the best way to govern people. They just haven't been tried properly. Uh, and, you know, I'd say to that is, well, you know what? Usually if something kills 100 million people in a century, you don't try it anymore. But that's what they are attempting to do. They're very esoteric. They think they're smarter than everybody else. And another thing I, I want to mention, I want to get your thoughts on it. I've been saying this for over a decade, we have in office the Give Peace a Chance crowd. These are people who put coexist bumper stickers on their uh, Priuses. These are people who think that they can wish peace on a cruel world, that a cruel world will come around. And the cruel world doesn't go, oh, you know, you're right. The cruel world goes, man, I can't believe you're handing you to us on a silver platter. Uh, do you feel that there's a good share of that uh, that wishful thinking, that Give Peace a Chance uh, mantra going on with regard to uh, Democrats? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they come from a world of uh, elitism. They snicker and cluck their tongues at that kind of reference. That's exactly what it is. It's a world yes. of policy papers. Hey, I write policy paper. I've written thousands of well, one and two page action memos and policy papers. But you got to make it real. You got to make it actionable. 
they uh, live in an alternate universe where this is uh, the world is no more complicated than the junior high school playground. And if you're going to let a bully push you <laughs> yes. around yeah. uh, until you uh, take effective action and impose costs, i.e. punch them in the nose, uh, it, the same and worse is going to happen. You know, what happens here is they live, you know, they all they, they all like to cluster in their, their high-value uh, 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 housing areas in D.C., New York, Boston, San Francisco, wherever, and live in alternate universe where they just talk in the in, – in, in vague terms uh, that they don't, they don't know what it even means. And uh, the reality is most of uh, the rest of America provides their son and daughters for these endless wars uh, and these, these, the, this, this intellectual Disneyland of peacekeeping operations. <laughs> and uh, you know, they don't really pay the, pay the cost of the price because they're the ones who always really kind of get are inside the bubble and get all these nice, high-paying jobs where they don't get dirt under their fingers actually make anything or do anything. They're just... Selling hedge funds for BlackRock or crazy stuff like that. Uh, well, we, we got to hold them accountable. We got to hold yeah. them accountable. That's not the real world. That doesn't make an economy. And uh, this is absolute insanity. And Blinken is dead wrong on this. And, and you know, you, three simple things with Russia get them under control. Nord Stream, they never should have allowed Nord Stream. Yeah. Should have yeah. sent a thousand Javelin missiles. Uh, I was going through the roles of what exactly we've sent them under. Uh, and Trump did, did break that and, and sent them some Javelin, but we should have sent a lot more in the last year. And uh, then the third thing, unleash American energy. You know, Blinken cannot bring himself, he is so ideologically constrained, he cannot bring himself to dare utter the expression of drill, baby, drill. I mean, this is, no. this is insanity. We, we have all the energy. We have it here. It'll employ Americans. No, we can't do that. We have to buy, I mean, these are the same clowns, you know, they, during the Cold War, these are the same idiots who said, there is no Soviet threat. There is no communist yes. threat. They're a bunch of tinfoil hat wearers. <laughs> and now, I mean, all they're doing is Russia, Russia, Russia behind every rock, and they're ignoring Xi. This is fascinating to me, Colonel. And, you know, you said you, you served during the Obama administration. You got to see uh, a lot of this, uh, a lot of this nonsense. Um, let me ask you about Germany, because I was, I was looking at your Getter posts this morning, and uh, Getter, Getter's terrific. Uh, but Germany, it's kind of funny. There are actually people who wish Germany had more tanks at this point, because Germany is, is uh, not even a paper tiger. They're a paper kitten at this point. Why don't you tell me about uh, Germany and their, their limited combat readiness. Oh, it's it's absolutely, and I'm not. I was not in any way implying uh, any fondness for the evil uh, evil forces that ran that country. No, you, you don't. But, you mean, don't they, want them to rise again as a power like they did twice yeah, last yeah, century. But, <laughs> yeah, but in the name of God, I mean, yeah. this is what I mean, and this is what I will I will get in anybody's face. Uh, you know, I, I hate this term where people say Trump is an isolationist. What a bunch of horse dump. Trump was not an isolationist. I was ground zero of many uh, foreign uh, 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 delegations and dialogues and uh, 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 negotiations. Many of these foreign powers love Trump because he was absolutely crystal clear and actionable here. But but yeah, with Germany, uh, what what Trump would always say about the NATO countries is two percent of GDP, and they're not. Most of them, including Germany, are nowhere close to that. And and the embarrassing readiness rate of of what few tanks they have left and few jet fighters they have left is absolutely incredible. And it's like, I mean, they've clearly made up their mind to essentially uh, 
bring in as many uh, non-Germans as possible. They've essentially Angela Merkel has essentially decided that Germany's going to commit suicide. Uh, you know, because they used to think, hey, we're just bringing all these people from Africa and the Middle East to change our bedpans uh, when we're older because we haven't made our own kids. Uh, well, guess what? That's not exactly how it, it plays out. And it's insane. She's chosen suicide. They have a, a deplorable uh, military readiness rate, nowhere close to 2% of GDP. Most of the countries uh, in NATO have. I mean, so what are they? They're, they're, look, they're looking at us, expecting to, to, that, that once again we're supposed to uh, save them. And the EU president uh, the other day, you know, I thought it was very interesting. She spoke in English. You know, as an old special operations psyoper in civil affairs, you know, who was the target audience she was talking to when she was speaking in English? She was speaking to us and saying, save us a third time. You know, this is ridiculous. <laughs> now, we've got to run, uh, sir, but I greatly appreciate your time today. Uh, been a real joy having you on. Uh, you also uh, work, uh, you write for Epic Times, which is fantastic. I know you've been on uh, Steve Bannon's War Room, which is uh, one of my must-see uh, online viewing as well. Uh, people can find you on Getter at Colonel R-E-T John, right? Colonel Rhett John. Uh, Colonel Rhett yeah, John. Thanks. And, and I'm also with the center uh, now with the Center for Security Policy, uh, uh, which uh, uh, Don Woodsmall is now the now the chair, and Frank Gaffney. And oh, also, yeah. there's a new uh, a da- a Daily Middle East is coming out. I've been asked to write for them on a weekly op-ed. Well, I'd love to have you on the show again sometime. You've been uh, you've been great to have on. Give me some, uh, give us all some knowledge about this thing. That uh, I can't be an expert on everything, so I re- rely on experts like you, my friend. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll have you on again sometime if you don't mind. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you for your uh, your service. I love uh, everything from uh, that you did for Rush Limbaugh too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.